Hello, friends, and welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Colleen Johnson, and I'm here to guide us in raw conversations about thriving in life and work so that together we can step into personal agency and stop letting life happen to us. We'll cover topics like health, boundaries, communication, finances, and worthiness. That badass business you've been dreaming of, it's not so far off. The desire to wake up feeling fully alive, it's right around the corner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Today, I'm coming to you from my office. And like I normally do, I have tea in front of me instead of coffee today. I've had a couple cups already, so I'm slowing things down with some tea. And it's kind of a cloudy day for me today, but it's still, I've got some candles lit and kind of just embracing the cloudy moment. So I'm really excited because today I have Erica Carica with me, and she is an award-winning life purpose and business coach, an adventure lover, mommy of two, and world traveler. Through coaching services and speaking, Erica helps professionals who are frustrated and stuck in the wrong career discover their life purpose, build and up-level their soul-aligned business so they can finally earn a living doing what they absolutely love what they were put on earth to do. And Erica also just received the Beautiful You Coaching Academy International Coach of the Year Award. So I'm so excited about that as well. So Erica, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this conversation. (laughs) It's going to be so good. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So do you mind just taking a minute and just sharing a little bit kind of like where you're recording from, what you have in front of you? I always love to just kind of ground in first and share a little bit of kind of what we're experiencing as we're recording. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So I am coming from Boulder, Colorado, and I'm in my office. Um, You know, I just actually, as we were talking, moved from my desk to um, the floor. And I love Mm. to sometimes just sit here with the sun is shining. So I've got the blinds open and the sun is coming in and just sort of basking in the warmth of the sun right now, which feels really beautiful. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. I'm a little jealous of the sun you have today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We get a lot of it in Colorado, so. (laughs) That's awesome. I believe you have snow though, and I don't have snow right now. So I'll I'll take the no snow. You have the snow. (laughs) You get the sunshine. (laughs) Give and take. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I do. Yes. Okay. There we go. (laughs) So I'm really excited about our topic today. We're just going to be kind of chatting through life purpose, pursuing your big dreams, and pretty much everything that I think all of us at some point come into an encounter with where we have the opportunity to like lean in and pursue it, or we can kind of pull back and stay small. And I'm really excited to chat through and like hear more of your story with this, especially because you've taken this as well and created your business around life purpose and your big dreams. I just love that. So I would love if you could share a little bit of like, what is your story? Kind of what brought you to this point. And I know like you've kind of worked through the the corporate scene and like kind of reclaiming different parts of your life to step into coaching. So what exactly did you have to reclaim to step into this work? Oh my gosh. What did I have to reclaim to step into this work? I think I, I mean, obviously had to reclaim myself, you know, and, um, Mm. just, yeah, like I think, I was just always that person who basically did everything that I was supposed to do in my life, you know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners can probably relate to just Mm. being 
the achiever and being the good girl and the smart one and, you know, the nice one and the one who follows all the rules and the one who gets the good grades. And um, I just kind of felt like the more that I achieved um, and the more that I followed the path that I should follow, the more successful and the happier I would be in my life. And, you know, I, I always felt like this real restlessness, you know, from mm. the time that I was younger. And I always felt like I was really different than a lot of people. I, I came out of, of college and I, you know, my friends were getting jobs and careers and they were getting married and having kids. And I just remember being like, Oh my God, like what is, you know, this is, this is, that's not the path that I'm, I'm meant to take. I do not know what I'm here for, but I know that that's not it right now. And Mm. I just remember thinking in that moment of, you know, I am going to go on a really big soul evolution here and it's going to be really hard but I'm not going to take the easy road. And whenever I'm given the option of taking the easy road or the path that I know I I feel I actually want to take, I'm going to take the path that I want. And it was sort Mm -hmm. of a commitment that I made to myself. You know, throughout my 20s, I was was really lost and really searching. And by the time that I was 25, I think I had had like, I don't know, 10 jobs. (laughs) Um, You know, I was, I, I just was, really trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. And I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. Yeah. But I, I didn't know how or by doing what. And, um, I was just like trying to figure out, do I go back to math to get my master's degree? Do I go into counseling and therapy? I really wanted to travel and I had done some traveling before. Do I want to just go travel for like five years and have a fun job? And I just really internally battled, you know, like trying to find my path and trying to find my way. And I literally looked everywhere possible that I could around the globe before I finally really figured out the path of my soul. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this can relate to so many people um, and, you know, maybe some of your listeners and maybe even you as well, where I felt this like, you know, at 26, I just kind of felt like, okay, I really need to choose something here you know, a lot of that, like, what should I be doing? And how can I be creating success in my life? And, you know, all of my other friends are like passing me by now, it just kind of started hitting me. And I felt like I Mm. needed to choose a career. So I did. And I went into corporate recruitment thinking, you know, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I'm going to help other people, you know, move into jobs that they really want to be in. And, um, and at least I'm making a difference in the world. So that was kind of where I started. And I did that for about five years in Colorado. And then I ended up moving down to Sydney, Australia and worked in international recruitment in Sydney. And it was amazing. You know, I was like, traveling the world and I had all these international clients and I worked at the top of this like super fancy building on the 50th floor and we had champagne every Friday night and you know we were entertaining just like world-class clients and um and I had this moment where you know someone looked at me and and she was just like oh how good is your life like this is just so amazing Mm. And I remember in that moment thinking, what are you talking about? This is, I, this, I'm miserable. You know, I had just been so caught up in trying to do the right thing and trying to make things stick in my life. And, you know, I remember thinking like, I can't leave this career. I can't leave this company because what's it going to do to my resume and just, you know, all of the education that I had spent and whatever. Um, But I was- Yeah. I was working, like you said before, eight to six. No, actually it was seven 30 to six 30. So it was crazy. And gosh, (laughs) yeah, those were actually our hours, seven 30 to six 30. Which is not that uncommon, which is really unfortunate. (laughs) 
Totally. Yeah. I have clients like corporate clients who come to me and they're trying to leave their corporate careers and start their own businesses. And I have, I work with lawyers who are in New York and they're working from five, six in the morning until 10 or 11 at night. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So just feeling really burnt out and didn't really feel like I had time to do anything in my life. And I was depressed. You know, I was waking up in the morning and just trying to do everything that I could to get myself into my job. And I remember just like listening to music and affirmations and trying to meditate on the train. And I would work, 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 work all day, like just extreme anxiety. And I'd get off work. I'd go to a spin class. I'd stop at the takeaway store on the way home and pick up like some Thai food or something, a bottle of wine. I'd get home. I'd drink half the bottle. I'd eat my Thai food and I'd go to bed and like repeat the same day the next day. Hmm. And I felt like I was just on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And there came a point when I felt like I really can't do this anymore. And so I actually left and I decided I was going to go travel the world. And it was something that I had always wanted to do. So I went around and spent a year traveling with my now husband. Um, and we went to, I think it was like 50 different countries or just something crazy like that. And on that trip, I realized, you know, after spending a lot of time in third world countries that I would never be able to go back to the corporate world. You know, I had mm. this longing to find purpose in my life. And I had this yeah. longing to find meaning. Why am I here? I, I know I'm not here just to earn millions of dollars for a company that already has millions. You know, that's not like mm -hmm. why I'm here. So even though I didn't know why I was here, I knew that I, I wasn't going to go back to corporate. And a part of me in that time, I was 29. And I remember thinking like, I really actually wanted to start my own business. And I started feeling like coaching was the way that I wanted to go. But, you know, I had all these fears that, that I allowed myself to, well, allowed me to talk myself out of it. Like you're yeah. too <laughs> young to start a business right now. Like you can't be a life coach at 29. That's crazy. And, you know, you're moving back to Australia. You want to have a family. You need to get a supportive job and an income and you need security and all the things. So I totally talked myself out of starting my own business and, mm -hmm chose a bit of a safe route. I got my master's degree in nonprofit management um, and then spent about five years working for as the executive director of a not-for-profit. And the funny thing is, is literally, so I was making a difference in the world, right? Mm -hmm. But I literally found myself in the same exact space of burnout five years later. Yeah. Right. Because I was still not following my heart. I was still not doing what I was, I, I had that call to do I was cheating myself and I was basically building somebody else's dream and I was taking the easy way out. And my body so knew that, like my heart knew that I felt it. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, but I knew that I wasn't being true to myself. And mm -hmm. I found myself again, back to the same, you know, drinking every night, not like a lot, but you know, one or two glasses of wine every night. Cause I just couldn't deal with how I was feeling anymore. My marriage was like about ready to explode. My kids were just really draining me. And I kind of hit a place of rock bottom. And oddly enough, at that same point in time, I was also diagnosed with kidney cancer, which going back and sort of looking through everything now and seeing, you know, how I was living um, so misaligned from my truth and so misaligned from my soul and so disconnected from my purpose that it actually created, and I really believe this, that physical manifestation of toxicity mm. inside my body. My body couldn't physically live. My soul couldn't survive. And my body started turning on itself because mm. how I was not 
I was holding everything in and not expressing who I was out into the world. Yeah. Wow. I like super resonate with that. Like I haven't had something as major as cancer, but I I know like in my own story, it was really interesting because my body just like so much fatigue and like I had a lot of cystic acne when I just made the decision to like step out of a situation that was unhealthy for me. But it's so interesting how our bodies, they're like, hey, this is not, this is not how you're supposed to live. Like this is not right. And they try to get our attention. And sometimes those big things have to happen. And then we suddenly are like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to take care of myself. Like I need to shift gears. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And I see this all the time. I actually teach this in one of my courses, but I see this all the time with my clients coming in when they're really feeling like they're disconnected from their purpose. Mm. You know, it starts with the emotions, you know, like your body will start to tell you that you're off course by feelings of anxiety and depression and restlessness. And for so many years, I just kept shoving it under the table, like brushing under mm-hmm. the rug. If I just don't look at it and ignore it, it'll go away. It'll go away. The call will go away. Right. And it never yeah. did. It never mm-hmm. did. It just um, kept getting stronger. And I think when we then start to really ignore those emotions, I see it all the time turning into, like you just said, chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. adrenal fatigue. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it was cancer. I, I have a lot of clients who come to me with autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. and it's just our bodies are are smart, you know, and our souls yeah. they try to get our attention. Um, and if we don't listen, you know, like you said, <laughs> I think drastic measures come into place, especially <laughs> if you know we are here to make a difference in the world, and if we are here to bring our gifts into the world, and even I think it's even stronger for people who really are here to make a big difference. Mm, yeah, it's really incredible how at the point where we're recording this, it's March, it's the end of March. And so there have been so many shifts in the world recently. And I think it's really interesting as well right now to see how a lot of people are having to ask these questions, these big questions of like being forced to slow down and suddenly feeling those deep emotions in ways that it's, it's again, like, well, how can I numb this in a different way or having to face it? And I think that's just a really interesting thing because you're right. Like our bodies are so smart and unfortunately we, we do, we try to numb it so much before we eventually get to the point where we have, we have to make a choice and really lean into those big dreams and pursue them, which can be really scary, but it's also so rewarding. And I'm excited to kind of hear as you move forward, what that looked like for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so scary, but it's so important to to face. And I think so many of us, you don't have to necessarily wait to hit rock bottom, but so many of us yes, do. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is very true. And it, it looks a little different for everyone. So yes, yeah, you don't have to hit rock bottom. You can listen to your body now. <laughs> yes, please listen to your body now. Yes. What's it trying to tell you? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I totally hit rock bottom and, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to live. I didn't know if I was going to die. I didn't know Mm. if I'd be able to see my kids grow up and get married. I didn't know if I had one year, five years, 30 years, 50 years. I mean, I had no idea. And the only thing I could do at that, at that point was surrender. And, you know, literally I was on my knees at the Mm. window, just saying like, show me, just Mm. show me. And that was all I did for a good year. Um, Mm. but I also, in that moment, you know, ironically enough, I, the, the same 
week that I was diagnosed, I was supposed to start the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And I wasn't sure if I should start or not. Um, mm. But I, I really went within and I thought, you know what, that's actually going to be something that's going to get me through this because I feel like that really mm. is something that I've wanted for so long is to become a coach that that training is going to be a part of my healing journey. And I was so right. So, you know, not only the first year of building my business, essentially learning how to coach and learning how to become a coach and training as a coach and then learning how to build a business and then building my business, you know, that first year I was also um, really recovering from my diagnosis and my surgery and that traumatic experience. And I was learning how to live my life from a place of of surrender and a place of alignment. Mm. And for the first time in my life, a place of no shoulds anymore. And just what does yeah. Erica want, need and feel right. So mm-hmm. like living from a place of intuition instead of should, and it was a hugely yeah. different experience as you might know as well. Totally. Yeah. I love those questions. What do I want? What do I need? And what do I feel? Those are such good questions to be asking ourselves. And it does tap us back into our intuition so we can actually hear what it is that our story is really asking us to to do and how we can show up for ourselves. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's something that I really still do almost every day is, you know, it really just guides my life. And I, I really talk a lot about building a soul aligned business because I mm. truly believe that when like we are we are here to bring our work into the world, but I think it'll only also be truly successful if we're, if we're building it in a soulful way. And so I'm always asking myself, what do I feel? What do I want? What do I need? And trying to make decisions every day from a place of that, as opposed to Mm -hmm. in the mind and from a place of ego. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So then essentially, you know, the last four years I've been building my business and um, within a year I had quit my not-for-profit job. I was on a wait list for my coaching business and it's just, yeah, been going sort of like, it just blows my mind every year where it just kind of has a life of its own. <laughs> yeah. That's so incredible. And I feel like you're, you're jumping to like the wait list so quickly. So I am so curious what <laughs> during that season, when you were building your business, like you said, like you were healing from such a, like a traumatic experience with your, your cancer and like working to overcome that and heal yourself mm-hmm. while also learning to be a coach and starting your business, which is so much to be to be working on. I'm curious, how do you feel like we all, including myself, can can pull from your experience as we are growing our businesses? Yeah, that's such a good question. So it was a lot to process. And, you know, for me and my perspective, it, it's really a case of when you have a business or something that is so much greater than you. And it's so much greater than what your daily actions are. It's like your mission. It's your calling. You know, it is your purpose and it is your time to start bringing your gifts and your love and your light and your, I like to say your life's work out into the Mm. world. It becomes a a non-negotiable, like, Mm it's almost, you don't, you don't necessarily need motivation. I like to say purpose trumps motivation at all times. And Mm. 
So I think, you know, the most important thing that I can say is really just treat that as a non-negotiable. And the reason why, you know, your business and and your life's work and, and finding your life's work and tapping into it and really allowing it to evolve so that, you know, it can serve the people that you're meant to serve. It's so important because the world needs our medicine, right? Yeah. And the world needs what we're here to share. And mm-hmm. on that journey, I heard something that really changed how I viewed my business. And it now is sort of the foundation for all of the work that I do with my clients as well. And it's called, you know, there's this indigenous term called original medicine. And mm. there are two principles or two teachings behind original medicine. And the first one is that we all come to this earth with gifts that are duplicated nowhere else. Mm. Right? So nobody else has the gifts that we have. And yeah. two, if we don't bring them out into the world, then they're lost for all time. Mm. And I just think that that's so powerful, you know, and if you can really find a way to, to just know who you are and know what you really love to do and know what you're really good at and figure out a way to combine those two things to create value in the world and to have an impact Hmm. that, that makes, you know, growing a business so much easier and being able to put yourself out there so much easier. Totally. Uh, I love how, I love that, that term, um, just like thinking of your work in the world as medicine. Cause I feel like that just recently I had someone share that with me and it was such an impact when you actually think of what you have to offer as medicine. It's like, Oh, this isn't something that I'm trying to sell. This isn't, you know, yep. anything sleazy or anything. It's actually me showing up in a way that is going to provide a resource for someone that needs it. And that is such a powerful shift to also recognize we are responsible for ourselves. Like we have to take ownership for our experience and tap back into our intuition, tap back into like our, our magical inner selves and learn like, what is the medicine that I have to offer? How can I show up in integrity with that medicine and reveal it to the world? And I think that just that one like shift of words when it's like becomes your medicine and not just like your work in kind of like the, the Western or modern society term of like, you know, work, it's mm-hmm. medicine. It's just, mm-hmm. that's such a big shift. Mm. Such a big shift. And then when you think about your, it's your medicine and you have a piece of what the world needs, it becomes your responsibility. Mm. That's so good. So, so good. I'm curious for people who are kind of in that really exploratory phase of like, okay, well, what is my medicine? What do you have in terms of guidance for where they're at? Because that can be a very confusing phase to kind of be establishing your voice and trying to decide, oh, should I quit my business? Do I even have the right purpose that I've decided on? What kind of guidance do you have for where they're at? I mean, I can give you a couple of tips right now. I do obviously have a course that walks people through all of this. and Absolutely. Couple, some, yeah, like free masterclasses and things like that, which we can talk about at the end if you want. But just yeah. from where you're at right now, it's a bit of a process. And I I guess, you know, everybody has a unique purpose, right? So like we, what it might end up being, whether let's just say whether a coach or you're some sort of energy healer, or you're a writer, 
there are other people out there who will have the same, they will be working towards the same purpose as you. <laughs> so, yeah. it, so if you have that calling, if you have that desire in your heart, and if that's something that's coming through to you, just because there might be a million other people out there doing it does not mean that you shouldn't start to, mm. right? And so mm-hmm. that I think is probably just one of the most important pieces is so many people already know they just don't feel like it's valid because they have all these external external factors that are telling them why it's not a good idea. And totally. so I think, yeah, just putting the blinders on and um, and really trusting what is within you is is the most important piece. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious. So when you talk about kind of your life's purpose and kind of pursuing your, your big dreams. So you just kind of talked about the blinders and kind of putting those up, but for people who are feeling really fearful, especially with the world and how it's shifting right now. And, you know, we're having to kind of shift how we're showing up. How do you recommend kind of leaning into that fear or processing through it. Um, Because putting the blinders on in some ways, it can sound really simple, but then in a lot of ways, when it comes to the practical, like, but how am I going to provide for myself can get really scary. And I'm curious, just how do you, even in your own journey, I know you talked a little bit about how there is that fear there. Like I have a family to provide for. I have to, you know, kind of tackle these things. What are your kind of thoughts around that? Yeah. So such a good question. And this is probably the most common question that I get asked and, Mm. you know, it's different for everybody. I totally, um, yeah, I have people, you know, who I talk to, who they're trying to move into their business and they're earning $30,000 a year. And then I have people who I talk to when they're trying to move full-time in their business and their corporate job is earning them $300,000 a year. And they, you know, it's the same regardless. Like Mm-hmm. I have this lifestyle. I'm earning this income. How am I ever going to start a business? That's, you know, how long is it going to take to get up and running? How will I ever see the money? Um, mm-hmm. what, where do I even start? What do I have to do? So yeah, there are a whole lot of fears that start coming up. And the thing is, and this is really important to hear and to remember when you finally recognize, and you are just really aware of what your purpose is, the initial instinct for all of us is not to run towards it. It's to Mm -hmm. run the polar opposite direction, like as fast as we freaking can (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of that fear. And it's, I think, recognizing and creating an awareness of like, we are all scared when we're starting something new. That's just how we're biologically designed to be. And a motto that I've really had to get comfortable with is just feel the fear and do it anyway, but Mm -hmm. also recognize fear as a tool that can, that can really guide us and walk alongside us. And I think if we can just know that, you know, fear can be a passenger, like we're, it can be a passenger and it can ride along with us and it can come along the journey with us, but we're never going to let it be the driver. And I think, you know, I feel fear all the time. Um, probably every, at least, at least once a day, something will Mm -hmm. come up that scares me when I'm doing something new, especially in my business. Um, but it's just a case of taking tiny actions and really going within and, you know, asking yourself, is this the right action? And is this the right step for me to take today? Mm -hmm. And just know that when you're transitioning out of a job and into a business, it doesn't have to happen all at once. You know, people, we all freak out about, Oh, how, you know, like we, we think really big picture, how will this ever happen? And we want it to be done and dusted right now. But Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, let's just say, for example, you're working with a coach to help you build your business. They're going to have a transition. They're going to help. Well, 
some certain coaches will help you transition through that period of time so that it's not like you're just quitting your job and you have zero income coming in, right? Mm. So you can be really strategic when you're building your business and get your income up to a place where you need it to be. Keep it consistent for about six months, put some savings away so that you can live off of that while you Mm -hmm. make that transition. So it's very strategic. And sometimes it takes my clients six months. Sometimes it's one year. I've had clients where it's taken them about two and a half years to feel like they're comfortable leaving their Mm -hmm. full-time job to be in their business full-time. So it's not a race and you actually can make the transition when you feel like safe and ready. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like something that is also a like misconception is that it can be okay to have a part-time job. Um, like if you're in that like middle in between or like a contract job or whatever it may be to help kind of bridge the gap because it does take time. Um, and everyone's story is different. Like everyone's starting from a different place. And so I feel like a lot of times we think, or at least, you know, from, from like a starting point, it's like, Oh, like all these people have this, this stuff together, but we don't actually know the behind the scenes and, they may have a part-time job, but they're like still pursuing their business, which is amazing. And that's actually, I think it's really inspirational to hear kind of where people are actually at as well, but it's okay. Like wherever you're at is okay. And I think that's important to like, like you said, like lean into the fear and be okay with where you're at with your story, because there's nothing, there's no wrong way to do it. Um, you can be strategic exactly. and support yourself and, you know, you can do both at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's exactly how I did it as well. And so many of my clients do the same Mm. and it's just a really beautiful, graceful transition when you do it that way. So I think that is definitely people's greatest fear when starting out, but when you actually break it down, it doesn't have to be a scary process. Totally. Yeah. I love that you use the word graceful. I feel like for me personally, I feel like that word has been coming up so much lately as just like a word we need to be bringing into our daily lives where we can have grace for our human experience, just kind of wherever we're coming at it from, um, whether you're pursuing big dreams or pursuing a, a business or pursuing a career in corporate, like if that really is your thing, whatever it may be, just having grace for your human experience. It's so easy to take on the expectations, the shoulds, right? And it's so easy to internalize those as a truth. And when we can put those down and have grace for where we're at and just enter into every situation with like, again, like those words, like, what am I feeling? What do I need? What do I want? How can I be grace filled for myself? Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. I I don't know why that word has just been really resonant with me. So I just wanted to pull that out. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I love Mm. that so much. I think that's, especially right now with what everyone's kind of going through, I think that's really relevant. So you've talked a little bit about how motherhood has impacted your journey. And I would love if you could take a few minutes and just talk to some of the moms that are out there seeking to start businesses, because that's something that I actually can't bring to the table yet because I don't have any kids. (laughs) Um, So I would love if you could share kind of a little bit more in detail, like what has that process been in showing up for your kids um, while starting a business? Because yeah, that's, I've talked to a couple other people that are, are moms on the podcast, but I think it's so important to be able to see and have it mirrored back that it's possible and that yeah. it's, it's, you know, it can happen. And it's, you're a, such a successful coach. And like I said, you just won the international coach of the year from Bica, And I love that. 
And I'd love if you could just speak to that a little bit, just being a mom and running your own business. Yes. So it is no joke. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like have two kids at home right now because school's canceled for the next six weeks. So it's definitely interesting. I think when I built my business, I was working full time. And like I said, I was recovering from my cancer diagnosis and mm -hmm. my youngest was still breastfeeding. And then I also had a toddler. And so, you know, people will come to me all the time and they'll say, Oh, I, I'm working full time. I don't have the time. And to me, it's just an excuse because if you really want something or you feel like something mm -hmm. is um, really important to you, or it's like, like I said before, it's your medicine and it's your mission and it's your responsibility. You actually find the time, you know? And so there were a couple of months where I, the only time that I really had to work on my business was between on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 8:30 to 10:30 at night. And I am so not a night person, but I was already waking up at five o'clock to do my workouts and meditation and then get everyone off to like school and daycare and all the things. So it was literally the only time that I had. And I just made, it was like, it was a non-negotiable 8.30 to 10.30, mm. Tuesday, Thursdays. After the kids went to bed, that was just my time to build my business. And then once I started having clients, I knew I had to put them someplace. So then I worked on Sundays as well between eight and one o'clock on Sundays and that was when I saw my clients. And, you know, people would say, oh, but you're losing time with your kids. And I didn't really lose that much time in all honesty. I probably lose more time now because I'm traveling and speaking and doing all the things. Mm. Um, but in the beginning, it really, it wasn't, you know, it was that Sunday morning. But, but what I also say to that is our, I really feel like our kids choose us as parents based on the evolution that their soul needs. Like I actually really believe that. And I think mm. that if we're not out there being our full human selves and expressing our work and bringing our medicine to the world, we're not going to help them evolve in the way that they choose, that they want or need to evolve. And so mm. I think that it's really important for them to see us doing work that we really love and not viewing work as something that they have to do every day. You know, it's something that they get to do. And mm. since I've started my own business, I just have seen a lot of shifts in them around their, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. I think for them to see us in full expression of who we are and in full expression of our purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that almost comes down to like knowing what our values are and mirroring that back to the world. And whether that's, you know, our audiences or our kids or our family, just knowing, okay, this is what is valuable to me. And I am going to mirror that back to those that I love and in the people that like our families can respond to that. And it actually helps develop growth because it's like, oh, you're standing in integrity to you. Yes. And that's possible for me too. Yes. And I think that that's like, it's so key for just like success. I don't know, quote unquote success, but like actual success. Totally. <laughs> um, because then we actually feel like we're able to live fully and freely and openly loving what we do. And yeah, it just, it provides a window for people to see through, just be like, oh, wow, that is possible. Oh, I can do that. I can follow my dreams. My mom is doing it. Like that is so something I want to do, or like, I want to do this other thing. And I know that I can, because I've seen that it's possible to run my own business. So I love that so much. Mm. Exactly. It's exactly dead point <clears throat> on. And I think back to, you know, yes, I travel a lot now and there are weeks that I'm gone and whatnot, but 
I see like, I'm so much happier as a human being. And I know, Mm. you know, how much of a different mom am I now? Whereas the mom before who is miserable and having wine all night and losing patience and not sleeping. And I was grumpy and irritated and miserable. Like that is not the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a case of my parenting style. It was a case of, I didn't know who the hell I was and I wasn't, or I did know actually at that point, but I wasn't living it. And that created such a nightmare in my mind. And now, yes, I might spend more time away from my kids. Not really in all honesty, but I I spend bigger chunks of time away, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. But I am, they see this and they see how happy I am and they see how like the cool things that I get to do and I get to travel the world and they get to go to these cool places and they see that. And you're right. It's going to, it's not going to be something that they necessarily dream of doing because it, it, it's going to be a norm for them. Like it's just mm. a normal thing that humans do. Yeah. So I, to me, I just feel really excited about that. Totally. So when we live in full integrity to ourselves, it allows us to be more fully present in the moment. And it sounds like now, like you were saying, you're so much more happy now and you're so much more like fully expressing yourself now, which allows you to also be fully present in every moment versus yeah. before when you were, you know, maybe you had slices of time with your kids that were a little bit more than what you have now, but that time was less present because again, you're, there's probably mindset battles that you're fighting along with just feeling overwhelmed with work. And when we evaluate, you know, the different people that we can actually show up in the world as it feels so much more refreshing to think of a person who's living in full integrity and fully themselves and being able to be fully present in the moment. And like, I think we all really desire that as well with how fast paced the world often is actually being able to ground in and be present with our family is like a huge and refreshing thing. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes Mm. all the difference in the world. And like you said, you just really enjoy the time more and I'm not resentful. I felt resentful. Like I was almost making it about them. Like oh, now that you're here, I can't do all these things. And oh, now that you're here there, I'm not traveling. And I'm like, where did I even go? And it was actually me just choosing to live my life that way. You know, we, yeah. we do have a choice. And um, so just really, yeah, feeling so much happier when I am with them because I know totally. that I can make the most of it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. I love it. So I'm curious, I know we've kind of shared some tips throughout the conversation, but were there any other tips that you wanted to share or encouragement as well for people who are listening right now? So people, I guess I just want to, you know, people are always like, well, what, what is my purpose and how do I know, you know, if I'm on the right track, um, just to kind of give you a little bit of some practical questions that you can ask yourself. So our life purpose is always a combination of a couple of things. It's always a combination of one, what we're naturally just really good at, you know, what are we what are we gifted at? What are we, what do we do? That's just super easy. And it comes so easy for us that we don't probably think that it is a gift. Mm, Yeah. And a lot of times it takes my, you know, maybe asking, um, like someone who's really close to you, what they think that your gifts are, uh, because a lot of times we just can't see them ourselves. And then the second piece is what do you really love? You know, our purpose is always, always, always so aligned with what we really love. And, the third piece is how can I combine those two to create value in the world or to um, give back an impact in some way, shape or form? Yeah, those are such beautiful tips. I love the last one as well, because I think it is very interesting how 
when we really fully show up for ourselves, it actually shows us how we get to show up for the world. Like that's the whole conversation, right? Like is it showing up for yourself so you can show up in the world? And that last tip specifically is like, what, how can you make an impact? But it also starts with like, what do you love? What do you, um, what are you good at? So that's beautiful. I love those tips. It's so true. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it like mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel like it's just, I'm just thinking about these things so much right now. Cause I feel like the world is mirroring a lot of things back to us and I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, turn inward first. And then you can go out into the world and heal. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So that's my mind is just on that like loop right now. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's so important that the first thing that I actually have my <laughs> Um, my clients do when they come through the program to really get clear on what their purpose is, is actually do their own healing work. It has mm-hmm. to start there. Yeah. It always starts yeah. there. And the reason why is because if you try and step into, or even if you're trying to make a decision on what to do, right? Like what business to start or what is my life's work or what is my soul's work? It's going to look very different and it's going to be very skewed if you haven't done the inner work because mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to be coming from such a different place. And so it is so important and crucial to do a lot of your own healing. Um, one, so you can actually hear clear answers, but two, you're then able and strong enough to carry through and actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. So you're so right. And I think, yeah, I spend a lot of time with people actually doing a lot of that work because it just needs to be done first before we can Mm -hmm. actually go out there and help the world in the way that we're meant to. Totally. And it can feel a little bit backwards, but when you think about it, it's, it's really just setting a foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, It can feel backwards to like serve yourself, you know, take self-care, all of those different things, heal yourself, but setting that good foundation, like you were just saying, is like, it's where you got to (laughs) start. Yep. Mm, Yep. Absolutely. So a few wrap-up questions as we kind of close out is what is one way that you slow down amidst our busy world? Well, this actually sounds really super ironic, but actually stop the busyness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, we're so, and what I mean when I say that is how often do we actually give ourselves permission to just sit in stillness and do Mm. literally nothing? Yeah. Like do nothing. I am the worst at this as well. And I have to intentionally make myself do this, but it is so important. And I think if you think about how engaged we always are, we're engaged Mm -hmm. constantly, right? So the time that we wake up, most of the time people are right on their phones, they're checking their phones or they're turning the news on, or they're turning the radio on, or they're driving to the gym and the radio's on, or they're listening to no offense, but a podcast, right? Or like a YouTube channel or we're cooking and we've got the TV on in the background or our kids are doing this. And we're, we are always engaged. Like mm-hmm. always, there is actually not a, when do you ever just be? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important to take at least 10 minutes every single day and just allow yourself to do something in 10 minutes of quiet, right? So whether it's 10 minutes sitting with a cup of tea by the fireplace or 10 minutes sitting by a window or 10 minutes sitting outside and watching the sunset or 10 minutes, um, you know, turning what's 10 minutes, like sitting underneath the tree even, and just listening to the Mm. wind blow, giving yourself that space to just pause and breathe and be is so important because you can then start to hear those whispers of your soul and you can start to hear what's meant to come through, come through. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, that's so beautiful. I feel like that's always when I find I actually have the best business inspiration as well. So like, it, it's great when you're discovering your purpose. And it's also great as you're making business decisions, because you can quiet things enough to hear what's supposed to happen next. And that's so Absolutely. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't hear our guidance, our inner guidance, or, um, you know, any messages from ourself or our higher self or the divine or source or whatever it is you want to call it if we're constantly yeah. engaged and we're not giving time to be still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then who are a couple of your current role models or kind of like mindset expanders? Good question. So I'm obsessed right now with Ra Goddess. I don't know if you know who she is. No, but I'm excited to to dive into (laughs) Sorry, you're going to spell it. (laughs) I was because it's like, what? Oh, yes, it's R-H-A and then Goddess. Um, she's just a real sort of spiritual um, teacher at the moment, which I really love. And I've also been really diving into the work of Joe Dispenza um, and yeah. just really dealing with like the workings of the mind and the brain um, mm. and really sort of going down that path right now as well. And yeah. of course, I just love Louise Hayes' work. And I think that's so foundational for really finding your purpose and being able to figure out why you're here is um, Mm. the work of Louise Hay. And she really walks you through a lot of what needs to be healed um, for you to be able to do your work and give your medicine out to the world. Hmm, That's awesome. I love it. I always love hearing who people are just kind of inspired by and like pull inspiration from because I think it's, it's always, first of all, it's awesome to, to find new people to follow and to be inspired by. And I, I don't know, there's just something about, um, finding new people to, to mirror what the next step is for you. And I just love that. Absolutely agree. Yep. Um, so then how can we find and support you online? You have like so much going on. So I'm really excited (laughs) to hear all of the stuff that you have going on as well. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I'll make it super quick, but I do have, um, I think probably the best place is Instagram, which I'm guessing you'll put in a, like, I don't know. Yes. Yep. The show notes. So that'll be on my blog. Yep. Yep. Um, Instagram. And um, from there, you can find my free masterclass, which is how to discover your life's purpose. And I basically walk you through, it's a free course and I, or a free masterclass. And I basically walk you through the process that I take my clients through. And there's also a course that's a 10 week course called Awaken Your Purpose. And that really helps you do the work and get clear on what your life purpose is and how that actually looks as a business or a career as well. Hmm. And then if you're building your business and you're looking for support to really get your work out there and get your business up and running, there's a couple of different programs just based on where you're at. Um, But again, you can just find that on Instagram and go to explore business coaching with Erica. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I always love seeing the things that you're coming out with on Instagram. And I took part in one of your recent, um, I think it was a challenge that I was part of on Facebook and that was just so incredible. And, um, I can't say enough about the work that you put out into the world. So thank you. That means a lot to me, Megan. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me and everyone definitely hop onto the blog, which is in my Instagram links and just check out everything that Erica is putting out into the world. Um, and yeah, sign up for her masterclass and all the things because you will find lots of nuggets to kind of pull away from and um, implement as you're, you're diving into your big dreams. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the reclamation podcast. 
I hope it served you on your own reclamation journey and know that I'm rooting for you all the way. If you want to learn more about the show guests, head to the website, thereclamationpodcast.com. And if you found value in the show, five stars is always appreciated. Good things are coming for you. Bye for now.